0: Buckle up! It's showtime! It's time for the green room with Sean Green. Oh no,
1: the Zach! With the show! Alright, let's do it. Alrighty then, let's get started. And now for the moment, no one's been waiting for it. Welcome everybody to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by 24-7 Comedy, and of course sponsored. By Amazon.com, you know it guys, it is that time of year. You can go to shantigreen.com, click the Amazon link, support the Green Room with all your online shopping, plenty of amazing Cyber Monday deals. This, is, uh, this will be posting on Cyber Monday, so perhaps you're listening to this on Cyber Monday, go to Amazon, but first go to shantigreen.com, click that link, plenty of deals. But you guys, man, what a bargain. A free podcast, and you get to listen to... The amazing, insightful comedy, courtesy of my good pal, Grant Party oh Grant, what's happening, God. man?
0: Oh, man. Thanks for having me. How's it going, dude? It's How doing?
1: Feeling? I'm feeling? Uh, it's been I'm, a
0: long weekend. How are you?
1: Yeah, it has been. It has been. Uh, for me personally, it's been a really long weekend. I started uh, Thanksgiving Day. I was in uh, Pennsylvania. I was back there for my buddy's wedding. He got married on Saturday. Cool. And uh, I was back there hanging east. Had Thanksgiving Day and then flew back to Los Angeles, left El- – well, I left Philadelphia 7 a.m. Philly time, which is like 4 a.m. Los Angeles time. So, yeah, just these past couple days, plenty of uh, football going on. Just uh, – were
0: you, were you back in Philly for Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah, for, act- for the actual Thanksgiving Day and then that – basically the day after Thanksgiving – I woke up at 4.30 a.m. My mom drove me. God bless her heart. (laughs) Like I, I didn't really do much of the work. I just sat in the car and slept while I got dropped off at the Philly Airport. Then from the Philly Airport to the Los Angeles Airport, I slept more and then I came home and took another nap. It was just basically, <laughs> I got 12 hours of sleep, but it was not, it, was, it didn't feel like a good 12 hours, yeah. Grant. And I, feel,
0: I feel, honestly, I feel useless because I, it's, been, it's been a whole weekend and I had a list of things that I wanted to get done. None of it got done. The only thing I got done was an excessive amount of drinking. Yes. That's the one thing where I exceeded my expectations. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I'll get laundry done. Uh, that didn't, that's the happen. Oh, maybe I'll just drink constantly, just all the time.
1: Well, it it is weird cuz you're like you're uh, with your four family day, on Thanksgiving? Get, yes, I was with my do you family. Drink with, do you get like yes. get drunk with your family? Yes, oh, that's cool. Do a lot of drinking with the fam? Well, it's not even like do you get drunk or not. It's just you're hanging out. What do you like we don't just sit there and stare at each other. We just have drinks. Yeah. You have beers. It's it's just kind of like worked in all the time. Like there's not hey, this is the drinking time. Hey, this is like <laughs> this is when we get really drunk. It's just this is time. Hey, Beers are going – like yeah. we got a keg for – I forget which one of my cousin's first communion because we just felt like, hey, there's going to be a lot of people there. yeah If there's a lot of people getting together, obviously we're going to do a lot of – like that's what socializing is too. It's weird how it's both sides of my family. Like yeah. my dad's family is 100% Irish Catholic and then my mom's side is English and German but they both – Seemed to equally – they came together on their love of drinking, and that, that that's what we celebrate on the holidays.
0: Since I've been older, I like drinking with my family, but, it's, but still, honestly, since I've lived – for as long as I've lived in L.A., every L.A. Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, where you're just yes. with friends, getting just – just hanging out, you know, enjoying – I'm actually enjoying people's company when I'm outside of my family. Then I'm like, oh, this is – like, this Thanksgiving, I I remember eating at some point, but it was really just, just a, I don't even really go that crazy all the time, but just a ridiculous, I'm seeing pictures from that night, apparently I had a wig on for most of the night, <laughs> and honestly, dude, I look amazing with long hair. I look amazing <laughs> with, like, long curls, it's crazy. Well, now, I feel
1: like you, you just came up with a new term here, Friendsgiving. Now, I normally, I'm in town in Los Angeles for Thanksgiving, but... Take us through kind of a a comedian Thanksgiving in Los Angeles because I, I feel like – correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the majority of comedians, if they go home, they go home during Christmas usually and then Thanksgiving, hey, they stick it out and hang out with friends in Los Angeles. So highlight the differences between a Friendsgiving and a Thanksgiving yeah. with traditional uh, family. Well, you
0: know, the main difference is I want to be at a Friendsgiving. <laughs> but also it's just like I I remember just thinking – Clearly that like wow I mean this is an amazing meal but also it's good to just sort of have a meal. When's the last time <laughs> yeah. I had a meal? I don't often have meals so I don't have a lot to compare it to. But this is still amazing. I mean it's just one yeah it's you know friends doing the potluck thing. It's 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 uh, I feel like usually when you see people it's usually in a, a couple different constructs and then uh, you know for Thanksgiving it's like oh yeah we we can just enjoy everybody's company and eating and drinking and just uh, you know at pleasure. I, I just hear everybody it. just
1: just, I, and I think it is the um, maybe one of the differences there is that with a friendsgiving, it's just game on. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's it's Thursday, you have everyone has off Friday. You know, for the most part, everyone is off Saturday and Sunday. So you got basically you're you're starting off a four day weekend with your friends, and it's just like, hey, we're kind of playing like adults. Hey, we're we're kind of Hey, this is what normal Thanksgiving would be like, but we're trying to spice it up. We're yeah. going to amp things up. Like, there's almost just this idea of, um, like, hey, the cat's away, the mice will play. Like, hey, our, hey, my mom's not here. I can finally get as drunk as I want to at Thanksgiving. Hey, my uncle's not here to bore me with these stories. I can finally get super high. Like, whatever <laughs> kind of urges you had, because Thanksgiving is almost the most hedonistic I mean, without the sexual aspect, as far no. as just eating and drinking and debauchery, I don't know if that's. I don't know. Maybe hedonistic is just sex, but as far as debauchery, when it comes or gluttonous, obviously is probably the better. I adjective.
0: I hundred percent agree with what you're saying. I don't know why every, every holiday mm-hmm. I
1: think has has
0: a has a meal portion of the holiday, but that's that's the best thing about Thanksgiving is it's it's just it's so there's it's football. It's a lot of food. Yep. What else do you want from a holiday? There's no, no it really... There's no such thing as a Thanksgiving card because Thanksgiving is just spiking the ball at that point. Yes, we exactly. don't need a card. Give me a break with the card. We just need food, lots of alcohol, uh, people you enjoy being around, football's on TV. Hey, and here's Snoopy going through New York City.
1: Yes. That's Thanksgiving. And That's you, yeah, The, the perfect you, – you made it per- You can't di- – no one unwraps a Thanksgiving and is like, oh, wow. Sean didn't get me what I wanted yeah, for my exactly. Thanksgiving. Or- oh, my you god, you know what you're going to get. Someone gave me a better Thanksgiving than I gave, and the Friendsgiving, I, I think a lot of it is, listen, I'm down to get drunk with my family to a certain degree, but there's also, there's also like a limiter I guess I have in the back of my head, yeah. or hey, if there's chicks around, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, when you're just hanging out with friends, it's totally game on, where yeah. as if you're, you're with friends and family, there's a little bit of, even if they are, drinking and having a good time and it was great to see uh you know my family and stuff like that yeah there's the friendsgiving is a little bit more of just total debaucherous hey i
0: think i think as a as a as a culture or whatever we roll past thanksgiving too much it's like oh it's like uh, halloween's really fun that's when when the girls dress real, real nice, they get they get yes. real ho Oh, the babes! And then it's like, oh yeah, and then Christmas is coming up. Thanksgiving, well, there should be countdowns to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is where it's at. We just kind of blow pet like immediately right after. Then it's, uh, then it's just. All, I was just caught in traffic for a Christmas parade. Where it's just, it's just already. It's not even December. It's Christmas parade. <laughs> it was a garbage do. It was a garbage We do, we do, so, garbage we garbage do sound parade. like old
1: men complaining. Yeah, I do. Definitely. Hey, they're, they're hey, starting Christmas you, every
0: – I remember that I was thinking of you this weekend. Though. Oh, yeah? I What's, was because was I, saw, I, uh, I saw Silver Linings Playbook.
1: Yes. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Because
0: you know, the, the Bradley Cooper, and he's just this Eagles guy up and down – He's got a hot temper. I was like, "Oh, Sean Green's <laughs> gonna love this. He's gonna fuck. He's gonna love this." Well,
1: guy. and first off, my my first beef of the movie, and I talked about this prior. Bradley Cooper is not the makeup physically of your traditional Eagles fan. Now, if Danny DeVito <laughs> starred in Silver Linings Playbook, I would be on board. I, the, the, I, I've been waiting for the Danny Glover Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence rom com to happen. I, the right. idea that uh, the uh, the typical Eagles fan is a guy with like flowing hair and strong chiseled jaw. They, I mean, it, jaw that, the guy I probably, mean, probably has chiseled. a six pack. He's probably got a six pack. It's it's a little bit of a stretch, but I, I get it. It's Hollywood. The funny thing is, now, Danny
0: Glover might have a six
1: pack. <laughs> I can't I
0: can't definitively say he doesn't.
1: Danny Glover, Danny DeVito. There there's a lot of Danny character actors that I would feel like. Uh, Danny McBride. Danny Trejo? Yeah, Danny Trejo. Any, any character actor name named Danny. Danny. Um, man, who was, uh, the Tam dude Raleigh on... The only one I can think of. Uh, uh, that guy on the 70s show. Oh, yeah. The stoner, well, the especially stoner guy. Yeah. What was his name? Danny...
0: 70s. I don't know. I have no idea. He was probably at this Christmas parade. He was, he would have had, It would have been right below Joe Montagna. <laughs> he was the headliner.
1: Um... No, yeah, the idea that these guys are like, uh, whatever, he's the, uh, you know, the typical Eagles fan. That's a little far fetched. What I was gonna say is that now, I don't know if you know this, but they're now they're the Silver Linings playbook. They're being really diabol- diabolical with the way they market this film because they have one trailer that they cut together that they play during the games on Sunday, and it's like, hey, I'm an Eagles fan, my dad was an Eagles fan, you're an Eagles fan too, hey, we're all Eagles fans, and then my buddy Ryan, who I host a sports gambling podcast with, was like, hey, have you seen the regular trailer? I'm like, what do you mean the regular trailer? He's like, oh no, there's a whole nother trailer where it, the, the trailer, that trailer is just basically your traditional romantic comedy, except they saw... An Eagles game once. Like he's like, it's a completely different thing. Now you you saw the movie? Yeah. Well, you know, the Eagles
0: thing's a pretty big component. I love that idea of like when they're when they're advertising during the games, it's like, Oh yeah, watch Philadelphia Eagles, the movie. He's <laughs> yeah. like, Oh no, just kidding,
1: it's really just Meg Ryan movie with different people. And it honestly, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, and unfortunately for them you couldn't pick a worse time to market more Philadelphia Eagles stuff. (laughs) Like, oh, hey, guys, you thought it was great on TV. Imagine the movie. You know that horrible torture you've been living with your life? Imagine if it was portrayed by a much better-looking guy named Bradley Cooper. Come out to this film. (laughs) As an Eagles fan, that's the last thing I want to do. It's funny because I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe we'll see this movie." Hey, it's about angry Eagles fans. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Not that that's like really a romantic date night. Like, hey, I mean, you know I mean, what more do you want? You know the horrible reality you deal with. Come on, let's <laughs> let's go uh, see in a movie for. Them. But yeah, unfortunately for them, <laughs> it's like too much of a reality. The angry tortured Eagles fan, especially this season. Uh, yeah, that's just bad timing. Although yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy when they put out sports movies like this, and it either works out really well uh, in their favor or really not. Like, obviously, in this case, it worked out really not in their favor. But there've been Fever... other movies about the Eagles, though.
0: There was that yes. Mark Wahlberg
1: movie, right? Yep. There's only been, to my knowledge, Invincible. One invincible. Right? That was great, Wahlberg. and that and that was that was timeless.
0: Um, maybe I'm overstating <laughs> a little bit.
1: I feel. <laughs> That is a Christmas classic in the (laughs) Green household. A guy coming off the streets of Philadelphia to play for the Eagles. It literally has everything. I don't remember anything else about that movie just because I was so moved by the fact of it's basically Rocky for Philadelphia Eagles fans. Like, hey, you guys remember how you like Rocky so much? Well, we're going to do this with Eagles and Mark Wahlberg. And they pulled it off. Yeah. It's, um, but I mean, yeah, it's Unlike Rocky, it's kind of based on a true story. The guy actually did essentially come off the streets and, uh, you know, play for the Eagles. So, you know, there was Rocky, little... well, Rocky's relatively based on a true story. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: You know, uh, yeah, it was just the other, <laughs> the only thing I did uh beyond thanksgiving this weekend was just laying around watching stuff on netflix and one of the one they have there's that espn documentary one of the 30 for 30s they have it on the streaming thing of the real rocky it was this just this guy from cleveland chuck whatever his name is whose whole thing was just he stayed in the ring with muhammad ali for uh for as many rounds to to lose in a decision and ali at some point uh during the boxing match uh tripped over his own shoelace and so we got to kind of take credit for, like, hey, I knocked him down. <laughs> I knocked him down. I was, well, I, you know, I tripped over my shoelace. Then Stallone stole his life story 40 years later, paid him a <laughs> sum of money. Oh, really? Oh, like, yeah. he had to pay him? Yeah. Well, because Chuck was like, I, look, my whole life I've been doing this. Rocky, you keep saying that it was based on me. People keep saying, hey, you're Rocky. And I'm like, I know. And they're like, why do you live in this squalor? Why do you have no money? Why are you going around to bars being like, one time I stayed in the, One time I saw Muhammad Ali was basically his claim to fame. And what? Uh, so now – And then this he does, got some money. This he doesn't know like the item.
1: Stallone – I know. He gave this money out of the goodness of his heart After or... being
0: pressured into giving to it.
1: Oh, OK. So what – now how does that – I wonder how that works. Is it just like, hey, basically I kind of knocked off your life story. But that almost sounds like – the movie Rocky sounds like enough removed that you could – you could make an art. I don't know because there's always like I feel like everything in a sense is kind of based on a true story. Like, sure, I mean, yeah, horror movies do that to like a huge extent. Like, based on a true story,
0: in the sense that somebody died once, and you know we're exaggerating yeah. a little
1: bit. But yeah, I mean,
0: no. but Rocky's pretty. I mean, it's pretty direct. Uh, there's a lot of beats. You know, I don't know. The the, the movie says it better, but uh, um, but I mean, right. was, His and, friend, and even,
1: his friend Apollo Creed was murdered in the ring. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh that's another right.
1: that's another great dad quote. Uh I was hanging back with my family. Another great classic dad quote. My mom was uh, at dinner checking her phone about um <laughs> uh about uh, dancing with the stars results and she was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they knocked out Apollo or Yeah, Apollo, and my dad goes, oh man, I loved him in the Rocky stuff, I can't believe they got rid of him. And I was like, no, it's Apollo Ono, it's not Apollo, the guy from, (laughs) like my dad almost has these, my dad has this sense of humor where like he kind of knows he's making a joke, but he like throws it out there and he just plays dumb so well, or just plays up the idea like, hey, I'm just a dad, I don't know what's (laughs) going on, and for the most part it is really true, but he, he knows enough that he knows he's making a joke. That's a fun twist on. I'm a big fan of dad humor. Love dad humor. Dad, dad comedy dad is. Yeah, dad comedy.
0: It's, it's off sh- the charts. It should have its own, <laughs> uh, you know, satellite radio channel. Just dad jokes. <laughs> just various dads from around the country.
1: <laughs> dads, dads really have their own unique. Have they done the Bad Dads of Comedy Tour yet? <laughs> that really so would be awesome. That would be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, because dads, like, it, it's just this own. I mean, really, there's just been uh, a lot of sitcoms that are just based off of cantankerous dads. Yeah. Dads just, you know, not wanting to put up with stuff. And as, like, literally every year older I get, I just – resonate more and more with yeah. dad humor i start it's, relating to commercials more yes it's ridiculous i feel it very <laughs> you ridiculous. always feel like oh my god i just i can't put up with this this is just uh, I i don't want this <laughs> yeah it's on a smaller scale it's maybe my you know i don't have kids so it's it's a little different it's a dog chewing on something or yeah. friends coming over when i don't want them around or you know whatever, whatever it is it's you're just a dad. You're yeah. just like, you're in my zone. Hey, I put food on the table. <laughs> Even though it's just food for me, I'm not providing for anyone, you still feel that, uh, that, that burden of just life's got me down, <laughs> let, let me alone. I think dads just eternally are just looking to relax, and uh, guys can relate to that any age. I think there's like a certain age where – now, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm off here, but I feel like as a guy – you get puberty and then you feel like you're a real man at some point then you have a moment where you kind of challenge your dad or whether it's physically emotionally mentally whatever it is you kind of challenge your dad and establish that you're a man and then you know you're kind of hot in your own shit for a little while and then you know a few years after you kind of come back maybe you're living out of the house for a while and you come to terms with like oh man my dad was really good a guy or I mean, for the most part, assuming your dad's good and you have a good relationship with your dad, you kind of come to terms with, like, you understand the dad struggle immediately. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, my I mean, my dad's just ridiculous. Uh, I can, I was trying to th- – I can't think of, like, even any of his specific, like, dad jokes. The, the, the thing that I remember most of him being ridiculous is just the way he'd sneeze in public. Because he was just <laughs> – instead of just, just sneezing like a person and just – and just doing that thing, he'd yeah. always, like, make this big thing. Ah, shit. He just every- <laughs> Didn't matter where we were. We wouldn't go to church that often, but he'd sneeze at church. He was like, what are you doing? He was just draw. And th- just- that was, like, the otherwise the only the only parts of his character that I saw outside of when he was drunk. Uh, then, then he would be kind of, you know, funnier. Otherwise, he was, uh, you ever watched The Wonder Years? Yes. Remember how stoic the dad was in The Wonder Years? Yes. That was my dad otherwise. He just had his 60th birthday, and I, you know, I couldn't see him, so I called him. You know, sent him a card. I, we talked for a little bit, but actually, we didn't talk. It was awkward. It was not that we have a hard time talking, but talking on sort of a occasion like it being his birthday was suddenly we're only talking about the weather. We're only <laughs> talking about.
1: The, the the Bills game and how terrible they are. <laughs> that's I, why. Buffalo. That's uh, why we invented sports, as yeah, guys. So we'd have it. a reason to talk to our sons. And I and I would have just
0: and I left that conversation feeling terrible. I, I hung up and I was like, "Well, have some fun." My God, uh, it was just like, "My God, I got, you know they gotta do something." <laughs> and then five hours later, I started getting these weird text messages from my dad, where I was like, "Well, at least he's drunk." <laughs> He started talking about wanting to run for president with the dog as his VP. Just out of nowhere. Just had no idea. He's like, your mom, your mom says I should uh, run for president. I said, yeah, it's a great idea. He's like, Bear, our dog will be VP. You're drunk, and at least you're drunk. Oh, man, I had a great election night. Sure. Yeah. I it uh, on me. Um, I had I had this great moment that I wasn't able to share with anybody. I went and watched the election results come in with a bunch of people was at the Downtown Independent, and uh, we're all watching, we're all, you know, rooting for Obama, we're rooting for Obama, and then the, the states are going his way, and they keep cutting all around, and uh, right after Ohio goes for Obama, they show the Romney rally, where everybody's sad and white, and so yes. white, so white, <laughs> and right in direct view of the camera was the CEO of the evil company that I work for, like just right on camera, <laughs> making the most sad, old white guy face. <laughs> and I was so happy to be like, ah, because they, they had made several pleas to the whole company. Like, you guys should really vote for Romney because it would it would help us a lot. It was kind of awkward. And then got to see him on camera being all sad. It was like, oh, this is amazing. But because I'm such a dick at work and I have no friends there anymore, I, I could share it with nobody except the people around me. And the story essentially went like how I'm telling you now, where I'm like, oh, this guy that you have no connection to. I know it's real cool for me it's real cool for me <laughs> and then going back to work him, did you guys see yeah it was really cool that he was on camera uh, we're not on the same page
1: yeah so basically you are looking to celebrate with the fact that hey the ceo of the company i've never been so excited to see somebody so sad and got to share it with nobody <laughs> and then i was just the guy just being a jerk yelling at
0: the screen ah serves you right so
1: well that i mean that's the great thing about sports is that there is a clear winner, there is a clear loser, and even if your team doesn't win, you can take solace in other teams losing. You know what I mean? Like You can just see the other fans. I uh, tweeted this out Thanksgiving night. Uh, I I quote my own tweets a lot on the podcast. No, uh, Thanksgiving night, the uh, New England Patriots were – Murdering um, that, that, game, the, that game was insane. That that was... Murdering the New York Jets. I bet on the over of the New England Patriots points at 27.5, and, and I was like, this feels pretty good. The first quarter ended. They were about to score, so I was like, huh, they get seven points a quarter. That, they're on 28. They're on pace. They're about to get it. They get that first touch, and I'm feeling pretty good. And then just this onslaught of points back to back to back, and they're just – showing uh, pictures of Fireman Ed's reaction. And I was just like, this is his 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and as, much, you know, as much as that is a joke, I read a news article today that Fireman Ed is, after that game, is retiring as what? Fireman Ed. Wow. He is still going to attend the Jets games as, wow. as Ed... But no longer <laughs> yeah, yeah. as Fireman Ed. So I'll still be going to Jets games, but no longer as Fireman Ed. And uh if that that just speaks volumes for how how, how uh I mean how it, shitty things have gone for the Jets.
0: Yeah. I mean the um You know that game was great for the people that make gifts. <laughs> I, uh, I I watched over gifts, and over again. Meaning and was, yeah, you like know, the memes. The little the little where it's a loop of a video for a second, you know, what the internet is now made of. I think that's in the DNA of the internet. But just the thing of uh, Sanchez running into his linemen, falling down and fumbling, and then pounding the ground like a baby. Yes.
1: So no, that, no, that was, was just delightful. That was just perfect. Uh, Mark Sanchez, who went to USC, probably got paid. I'm going to go out on a limb you know, high draft pick, hey, you're the franchise quarterback, you're the pretty New York boy quarterback, you're on GQ, and then never basically you got to two AFC championships, so everyone kinda gave you a pass and was like, he'll figure out how to be a quarterback <laughs> eventually. And it turns out you just had an amazing offense, an amazing running game that carried you the entire way. And then you this year you're just kind of getting exposed for the fraud that a lot of people thought you were and yeah, the mishandled snap. Uh, he was supposed to hand it off one way. He didn't. He went to hand it off the other way. The running back wasn't there. He tried to make something of the play, and he started going to the line, saw there was a lot of, you know, it was a broken play, so he went to slide. Instead of sliding somehow, he just slammed his head into the <laughs> gigantic ass of his own offensive lineman, just shooting the ball out. and <laughs> They score a touchdown off it. I mean, it was honestly just great
0: physical Physical comedy. It was not good in the football sense, but it was great in the physical comedy sense. No, uh, and, it was uh, just ridiculous. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it was. And uh, also, and also, just how they keep slapstick esque. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. You know, uh, Tebow, Tebow's a bum, but I also just love uh, how much they won't play uh, Tebow. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I think that whole Tebow thing. The the uh, the CEO of my co- uh, the company that I was so sad to see um, upset. Also, big Tebow guy. Yes, I think they, they they represent him or I don't know what they I don't know what the deal is with
1: them. They they are somehow Tebow, Tebow Tebow will it's be all, running all for Tebow, office all of at some point. I would imagine, right? I mean, <laughs> he's perfect for it. No, I he's mean per- everybody the, loves the him. owner the owner of the Jets, uh, Woody Johnson, is a big proponent. He's uh, you know big conservative in the uh, political world, and supposedly that was the that what the story is is that the Jets ownership. Uh, Really wanted Tim Tebow. They really wanted to like portray this kind of light. I mean, he, you know, he's uh, involved in Johnson Johnson. I think it's kind of a corporate play. Like Tim Tebow, unlimited marketing potential. So they really wanted him on the team. So they kind of forced uh, the GM and you know, GM and Rex Ryan, the coach, yeah. to basically take in Tim Tebow. And Rex Ryan never wanted him as a coach, and that's why he's going out of his way not to play him. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a disconnect there somewhere. The general manager signed Mark Sanchez, the quarterback, to this long-term deal, and then they just randomly bring in Tebow. Like, they've already guaranteed all this money to Mark Sanchez. Why would you bring in this guy that's going to compete for the starting job? It makes no sense on uh, any sort of level. No, it doesn't. I, like, I
0: do enjoy always seeing the post game press conferences with uh with Rex Ryan just, yes. as he just continues to like lose his mind more and more he's just
1: unraveling well and and honestly like from a comedian point of view i like i I always enjoy the press conferences, whether they win or lose, just kind of just the the reality show that is just to see him yeah. squirm it is but like man. I, just from like having shows where you don't do well, or you bomb, or you're just sure. like, man, I want to put my, yeah. I want to put my head in the ground, and then and you never see the light answer. of the day, and then you have to go answer imagine, it. Imagine I this, can't. Grant. Oh my you God. bombed. Picture your worst bombing. Can't, can't imagine it. Well, it's, it's tough to imagine because world class yeah, sure. stand yeah, back, yeah, yeah. but imagine just the worst bombing of your entire career, and then you got to go. Like we all witnessed it. We all yeah. saw, and then they have to ask. So, Graham, why, do, why don't you think that joke worked? Were, if, if were they, they, you trying to get exactly. a laugh? Were you trying to get a laugh? Exactly.
0: If they just stopped with that, but they, they go so much harsher with it. Because that's their whole job, they have to ask those questions. They want to see you squirm. We all want to see you squirm. How did that, how'd that feel? What were you thinking? You thought going for it on fourth and one? Like, they'll just ask you, know, like, well, if it worked, it would have seemed logical. Great! You thought
1: without bringing bright. up that story about your dad would play really well. <laughs> it didn't. Why do you think that is? <laughs> you know, I just I had a dad, and I thought maybe other people had dads, and I thought, well, and you know, also and an they, uh, these sports writers, because they're, they're all just like you know battling it out. Like for some reason, we haven't figured out a system of how to order the questions in a press conference, and so guys will just kind of start yelling out stuff, and it won't be a fully formed question, like. Run defense, not working out. What, what? They'll just like have these. They'll just kind of throw out topics where it's not even a question per se. It'll be like, uh, Grant, more laughter on the show. What do you, what are your plans on that? (laughs) Like very. Want to get more laughter? You know, we're we're
0: just. It's all in the preparation. We're just thinking about it. Uh, You know, we're just taking it. We're taking it
1: one joke at a time. But and in that same sense, I feel like. When I go home or when I talk to people about my career, I'm kind of just doing a press conference and using the same. Oh, yeah. Coaching press points. Yeah, the same. <clears throat> the same non-statements. Uh, how's my career going? You know, my career's going great. Uh, you know, I'm just taking it one week at a time. Just getting up there a lot, doing a lot of sets, doing a lot of stage time. Have,
0: have you thought about making money in it? Well, you know, yeah, you know, it's really, it's really, again, it's just a show at a time. And you know, if that happens, that,
1: that's, hey, we're making but... in ways. All right, I got the podcast. <laughs> we got, got a five-year b- plan. I got a blogging thing going. I got some live shows coming up. Um, <laughs> we're definitely doing some good work here. Uh, you know, I'm committed to this uh, occupation. Uh, you know, if, we, if you may call it that, uh, till till the day I die. So There's are you, some
0: shows I'd, we'd love to have back, sure, but you know we don't look backwards; we only look forwards.
1: Listen, yes, yes, <laughs> were were mistakes made? Yes, okay, <laughs> that's on me. All right, uh, your time. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> but I, was, I, can't, so- I can't let I can't let the I can't let you dictate my actions. I'm just going to keep. I like. Exactly. I, love, I always love that Rex Ryan, you know, getting in with that of just like I'm not. We're not going to play Tebow just because you want us to play Tebow. I'm still going to make the decisions here. Yes,
1: yeah. yes. I mean, even uh, yeah, my girlfriend who has no idea what's going on in football asked me just because out of a pop culture standpoint, why wouldn't they play Tim Tebow? Yeah, and I kind of you know went through that whole uh, same racket of uh, I couldn't make I couldn't make heads or tails of. Uh, yeah, it's, it just sounds like they never wanted him there, and it, he was just a burden. And they, yeah. You know, they basically pushed him on him. Yeah. Um. True. Well, let's see. Speaking I, of tonight, oh, sorry. Were you? Uh, um. Uh. No, I, I don't know. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah, classic, talk. classic talk radio. Moment.
0: <laughs> no, I was I'll saying. Th- f- I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Uh, here, here's a fun little anecdote. I was looking through my tweets. I was like, oh, what are other things that I that I was thinking? I. Uh, I never – you ever watch the local news? Yes. I don't really watch the local news. Occasionally I watch, I because w-
1: of the hot weather chicks mostly. Oh, yeah. Jackie I mean, Johnson on uh, – she used to be on Channel 9. Now I think she's I on a Channel – she used to be a KCAL. Now I think okay. she's with CBS, but I'm friends they with their on face. crazy
0: babes, and you know I'm, I love babes. Babes are great, but I, I, was, I just for some reason thought I'd sit down and watch the local news last week or whatever, and it was the – I was just like, ah, I'll smoke a bowl, I'll sit down, I'll turn on the local news. And the lead story was the thing about the, like, what, the the hostess factory is shutting down? <laughs> oh, there's going to be no more Twinkies? It, was just, it just seemed like, I never do this. Oh, and then that's, I started believing in, like, a vengeful God. I was like, this is all about me somehow. This is, this is exact, I, I made this happen. You took, it, you took it very personally? And I, yeah. I took that it very that
1: has, that has, you're talking about smoking a bowl and yeah. watching news. That must have been... The buzzkill across the nation of just guys sitting down, getting high, throwing yeah. it on the cable news channel. It was,
0: it was, it was, it was, uh. If I saw that in a movie, I'd be like, oh, that's cliche. That's
1: <laughs> stupid. But it just happened. And the then, by the way, the rest. Baked of, out of his mind hearing yeah. about the hostess factory closed. was <laughs> yes, like, that, exactly. That, God, like, no. this, that
0: doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> Why would they close it down? I was like, this is a stupid directed DVD movie that I'm in. And then, you know, you watch it a little high, and then all of the local news just seems insane. Just like, and then it's like, why is that hot babe? Who cares?
1: What am I even questioning for? It's like, why is this
0: hot babe giving me the weather? <clears throat> well,
1: why not? Well, essentially now, television is just people. I mean, you, you go, you watch any even like legitimate news. You watch ABC Nightline News, and what do they say? Uh, Check us out on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Like Basically, they're just promoting their internet presence. Television has turned into just a device to promote their internet presence. So instead of having um, you read your Yahoo News page or your Google News page or whatever, Huffington Post, whatever, they get a chick with a nice rack. Yeah. That's visually appealing to yeah. just read the teleprompter of the same text you'd be reading regardless. I, I think you just pitched me news with babes, <laughs> and I'm on board. Now I just want
0: to watch the local news all the time. Like I may as well. Uh, no, hey, hey. I want to be looking at babes. Hey, great! I, I want to be learning. The, I I just I don't want to be here in the hardcore
1: same story. hardcore bikini news. Now, listen, is that, hard, is that not a thing? Is that a thing? If it's not a thing, it should be a thing. And it's not, it's not the, hard, the, the bikinis aren't hardcore. The news is hardcore. The news is it's always going to be hardcore. It's Syria. And those bikinis um, ain't bad. Hamas. Oh, those bikinis ain't bad. The NHL lockout. Whatever is going on in America, in the world, globally, they're going to deliver in bikinis. And At, they're not going to cut corners. They're going to read the teleprompter. We can find chicks that look good in bikinis that know how to read, yep. and we can find witty writers that are writing the same thing on your Huffington Post or whatever kind of you know, witty uh, political blogs. I think that's a great idea. I think we should make that happen. I think you could
0: also get away with the flip side of that. Now, you've got, in that version, hot babes delivering the news of what's going on politically in terms of military, what's the economic status, you're giving us the... Hot Babes telling us about what old rich white men are up to. Now, I also want to see the news where it's standard newscasters just telling us what hot babes are up to. <laughs> Honestly, what do I, I don't what, what's going on in the Middle East is so it, it's abstract. I want to know because I want to be a concerned citizen, but I don't really know. I can't say I'm an expert on it, but I'm also not an expert on the comings and goings of hot babes. So if it was just the ABC local news <laughs> being like, "Well, today, <laughs> tell, let me tell you something about – that would be the best. That's the stories when friends are telling you, like, oh, my God, I saw, the, oh, I saw this hot babe. Oh, you should have seen this hot babe. I'm interested in that story.
1: Right. That it's story. a more honest approach to the news. Yeah. Instead of this facade – Oh, let's get that, over this facade. That the news tries to pull. we watch. I mean, it's Fox News especially. They, they're not afraid to put on good-looking people. Listen, they're in the television business. They want to sell hats. Makes sense. Yeah. Instead of the facade of, hey, you want to learn, you want to know what's going we on, we're learn. going to show you hot babes. No, we're going to give you insightful, hard-hitting news about babes to help you get babes. Yeah, That's exactly. what you
0: want. They could, they could mix it up, here's something a famous babe did, <laughs> here's babe. something a local babe did. <laughs> did Today, bring... Hot Babe, Ashley, whoever – uh, she thought she'd go to Derry for a little very, while. Very hot name. She's a hot. I'm sure if Ashley, whoever, any last name,
1: do yourself a favor right now and try to picture an Ashley that's a six and below. It's tough. Literally
0: impossible. It's tough. Impossible. I just looked at all of the Facebook Ashleys right now. None of them <laughs> below a six. No. All of them are above. It's impossible. I don't think I've, I've never dated an Ashley.
1: Never Neither been have I. Ashley, never been. I've
0: her. known I known some hot babes. Never, never
1: quite an Ashley.
0: Yeah, I've, I've I feel like uh, it's, always, it's always a Megan, never an Ashley.
1: But I don't know if uh, Ashley. I feel like is a strong eight or nine. <clears throat> like I, I can't, off the top of my head, think of like you know world class chicks, yeah, ten or eleven whose name Ashley. But I also can't think uh, Ashley's uh, like a Midwest babe name almost. Yeah, maybe yeah, like probably a seven or eight on the national scale, but a Kansas City nine. Yeah, <laughs> no offense to Kansas City, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I get it. Hey, you're in the middle of the country. You're in the heartland, or wherever you are, except for New York and L.A., where hot chicks gravitate to be famous. Yeah. Fortunately, we live in one of those areas, but for the most part, seven or eight, uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, maybe it's like an eight, nine, whatever. Ashley, it's just a strong hot chick name overall. Yeah, really I, I, don't name. You know, I don't think we're. I don't we're speaking that out of turn.
0: I don't know. You know, I keep I. I, I've never did, I, I keep uh, finding myself getting involved with a particular kind of babe. Now, what is that? I keep getting involved with babes that have boyfriends. Really? Real bad. I, I don't want to be in this situation, but I keep finding myself in this situation. Something about, something about my approach. Something about my face, it must be. This is the third time in two and a half years that I find myself in some way falling into uh, the, the, this babe that I saw Silver Langs Playbook with. Got a babe with a boyfriend, op- open relationship. Really? I made the mistake then of stalking the boyfriend on Facebook. It's <laughs> oh, you not, can't it's, get to know the prey. It's not his decision. There's no way it's his decision. <laughs> not with not with that fuzzy that fuzzy bear face this guy has. <laughs> so I don't, don't want to make that decision. And then I'm like, uh, and then and then it just becomes this vicious cycle of like, you know what? This is wrong. Yes. Oh my God, you are capital H capital B hot babe. I don't want anything to do with it. Because I'm a moral, concerned citizen. Not going to do it. I'm going to tell you to your face this is bad. It's wrong. You're a sociopath. I'm not going to return your text messages. And then she comes on stronger. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then what am I? I'm a weak man. I'm
1: very weak. Obviously, I'm weak.
0: And then, of course, I'm going to. Of course, I'm going to.
1: And then the cycle repeats. (laughs) I was thinking about this just over all my life. Every story I've ever heard about a guy cheating always starts off with, Listen, I'm a weak man. I'm only human. (laughs) Okay, what do you they, they always start half with the allegation of like, "I'm just a man, okay? Now so what do you want from me? I have needs like they, every every story about cheating or hooking up with someone who is taken yeah. always starts off the same. listen. I, I didn't want anything to do with this situation. I understand it's wrong. Hey, do I look – and they always throw in metaphors. Hey, do I look to go around and mow some other guy's lawn? No, all right? But if I'm hanging out on the lawn and a lawnmower presents itself and it puts itself in cruise control, I have a nice cool glass of lemonade in my hand, what am I supposed to do? Not control the mower? It's out of control, man. It could kill people. It could tear up the rose bushes. I'm just hanging on for dear life.
0: It's exactly it I can't I can only take a certain amount of now, responsibility see, that's weird. For my this, actions. okay so now this just... is the third time Bro, I can't I yeah I keep I don't it wasn't my she was a girl at a party that's what I know So knew you're, as. you're okay She's a girl at a party and then and then we go out to a bar sometime after that it, we're all it's already clear where this night's going and then she goes hey you know I'm in an open relationship and I go ah I don't want, don't tell me anything I don't want to know anything Open relationship, open relationship, but not. I don't think it's like I don't know if I how much I buy open relationships. But I I've never been in an open relationship, or at least but it not seems like some me. people can really genuinely make
1: them work. This seems like cheating and but getting see, away with it. Genuinely make them work. What is an what is an open relationship making it work? You know what I mean? Like yeah, I feel I like know. you're either just hooking up, or yeah. which yeah, I guess maybe it's working in that you're just hooking up, but. Maybe it's just like you're not serious, but for me, if I'm saying relationship, that means I'm serious. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And I and I and, I, and then and then part of this too, it's is an like oxymoron. A, open a, relationship. Yeah, it's, it makes no. sense. If it's
1: sense. a relationship, then it's not open. It's a relationship. I'm if it's you're... we're just hooking up, then we're just hooking up. Then yeah. it's then it's implied that it's open. I don't need to say it's open hooking up. Open
0: relationships are almost scary to me because they do make a lot of sense. It's just I could never do it because of how much. Uh, jealousy is part of how a brain works, you know. I don't, yes. I, don't, I don't think I don't think it could just, but it makes a lot of. It, I can see the. It's not like I can't see the advantages mm-hmm. of it. It's not like I can't see like okay. Now listen, we'll 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 hang around all the time.
1: <laughs> you don't I, need, you listen, don't need to make around. eye contact. I'll right? be around. I'll be around. <laughs> I'll be around.
0: And we'll still be we'll still be boning. You know, well that we'll be boning. Yeah. But Also, we're we'll gonna be boning other people. But you and I are about, but we're about, so to a certain degree I can make that, but, but uh, it's, it's, it's otherworldly, it just seems preposterous, I don't know. It,
1: it's, uh. it's but this not is a bad from, habit
0: to me, I don't, because I don't always want to keep being the other woman,
1: you know, yeah. I, that's not what I want. It does feel, Um. it's terrible. Well,
0: here, here's what but It's it, also, oh my god, it's great.
1: I, at the same time, it's
0: great. At the same time, it's great, but it's also the worst <clears> thing. I don't recommend it.
1: Well, here's the here's the thing. I, I think I hear what you're dealing with. You you are loving. Uh, you're you know you're into hey this is babe great babe time hooking up getting some action that's sweet and then complete freedom yeah no
0: and we just... hang out and it's fun and then you know and no then then like, well you need to leave now and she just it's fine hey and, but get I, out you know get I, out yeah and, but then also but, I, but also you know I'm not that guy I'm not the guy that's just that's just wanting it to just be cheap. But it's also just, it's so compartmentalized. <laughs> it's just so nice and tidy. Except for when he comes and murders me. That's going to be the, the non-tidy part.
1: Yeah, that was always, uh, <clears throat> or, you know, that's been my fear of hooking up with a, a chick is, or, you know, that's in a relationship. Obviously, it's like, hey, Have she's... you been in
0: that situation? In
1: yeah, mind? yeah. Okay. And the idea is, well, and and it was the same type of thing. Once I found out she was in a serious relationship, I was just like... No. And it no. was and it, I was just like You just uh, stopped? Did yeah. You just cut it. Yeah. No, and it was it was t- and I'm not I'm not trying to make myself out to be some moral hero, but like I said, it was more just the fear of Hey, what if this other guy finds out about me? Yeah. Like it, it you know, just here's, felt like it here's was a too commonality
0: with, with the three babes with boyfriends that I've been involved with. They all they're all like, Oh, I've been with this guy for too many years, oh, eight, ten years we're not having sex anymore. It's not that. The first time this happened was a receptionist at my job. Met her. Didn't realize she had a boyfriend. We started hanging out. Then it started to become fiducious. And then I was like, well, listen, I don't want to be that guy. So you got you to gotta choose. And then she broke up with her boyfriend. was real messy. Uh, then we dated for a while. And then we broke up. <laughs> so what good did I do her? I kind of no. just screwed over a good thing she had going.
1: No, yeah. You were the Gumad <laughs> the the Grant. <laughs> Grant the Gumad. I you had a good thing. Oh, yeah. Guman is uh, the mafia. They say like the side. Oh, life. the mafia. Yeah, yeah. They haven't responded to my calls. <laughs> uh, so now you're you're just dealing with the frustration of, I mean, it's I, it's a weird thing because like from a guy's point of view, it's like, hey, I totally like not. Hey, I can just hook up with her. Don't have to worry about it. But then also, there's just this machismo of like, yo, this guy's fucking my chick, you know? Or, or it, totally
0: and and. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's probably if she wasn't such a hot babe, it would be such <laughs> easier. But she's well, like, and but she's they're... like, she's like, I'm actually only with you. We don't have we, me and him. We don't have sex. Like, uh, you know, I don't But, even, the, but I, can you believe that though? I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I have looked at him, and I could see, <laughs> I could see why she's going outside. I, it makes a certain amount of sense. But then it's, but then I find myself being like, we should just break up with him. Don't, don't necessarily. Let's. We don't have to be committed. But you should at least break up with him. Because it's clear that it's not working out, and then she's like, "But you don't even, you wouldn't even really want this. You just want it just so you can win." Yes, and I don't acknowledge that she's right at that time. I'm like, "No, that's 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 not true." But well, at the same then, time, I think it kind of is true. I think right, I but then also, from
1: her end, she also probably knows that, or and maybe you know uh, subconsciously, like, "Hey, this is so much." more kind of like girls exciting. like the idea that's like hey yeah. this is bad yeah this is exciting this is Not kind fun. of hot like this is secretive it's interesting yeah. if you're just a couple that's together looking at each other going so i guess yeah. we see lincoln tonight right get, exactly yeah get a sandwich at the place exactly there's no element of danger like and uh she's strange i
0: haven't totally figured her out because she invites me over to because they live they live together in a
1: house <laughs> with like four other people oh okay and she's like, you should come over to so our it's party. it's a commune of people not fucking each other? I don't know what it is. It's just a complete mess. <laughs> it's a I'm non-sexual like, commune. Wait, yeah. she invites you over? Yeah. Now, yeah, right. yeah, And I go, is
0: your boyfriend going to be... And then she's like, yeah. And I'm like... I-. And then, and, no, then wait, I yeah, and then I stop. that's bizarre. And then I stop. That's really bizarre. Because- I
1: understand a girlfriend yeah. cheating on her boyfriend because Open she's not ready. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, however yeah. she describes it. Whatever. Exactly. No, she's not exactly ready right. to break off whatever. He's some emotional support system. She's used to having him around. She doesn't want to completely cut that off, but to have a, that's, uh,
0: that's, I agree. That's what throws me to, and then I, and then I stop the conversation at that point because then I'm like, maybe they got bodies in the basement or something. Maybe I should just stop here. I don't, I don't need to know anything else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so now you're strange. you're in your own head thinking, why? What am I doing that's attracting these chicks that are? Yeah,
0: I don't mean none. It, it's not like I'm setting out for it. It's not like I want to be meeting boyfriend babes. I don't want in none of the three. It would have been much
1: better for me if none of the three had any boyfriends. Now how, what like as far as the range when you find out how early in how, or how late? What's like what's the earliest? What's the latest? Uh, where they kind of mention. The, well in fairness
0: to uh, that I'm not a good person, <laughs> I knew before uh getting naked with these babes oh, that they okay. had boyfriends. I knew okay. go, I knew going in. Okay. Uh so they
1: were all pretty good about being up front. <laughs> <laughs> they were, you know, but yeah, but they already you yeah. asked them out on the date, not knowing, yeah. right? I you know you know a date you know hey, let's <laughs> let's just go drinking yeah, yeah right is. going yeah. drinking is probably the best catch all yeah oh wait what you don't you don't like having a couple of cocktails or do you uptight yeah. like hey this could be a work function yeah. for all you know. yeah but it wasn't it's not it's
0: not malicious it's not it's not predatory it's just it's just you know somebody who you enjoy and then you find out as you're getting drinks like oh ah really ah but then. Neither stops. And what can I do? The lawnmower is right there. It's already in gear. I control it.
1: It's already in gear, Grant. It's already in gear. Can't blame you. <laughs> now I feel like we barely uh, talked about your life overall, except your uh, floundering ways. Uh, yeah. So now you're originally from upstate New York, from uh, born in Buffalo. Yes, Western New York. Okay.
0: Um, and then I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. My life's super boring. I mean. Actually, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I was hanging out with boyfriend babe the other night, and she she reminded me that the first thing that I said was like I, how how it was like yeah listen I don't know because I didn't know she had a boyfriend it's like here's here's things you should know I come from a blue collar working class background I don't make any money and uh you know this is what I'm doing so you should be on board with this if we're doing anything <laughs> so I in addition to girls with boyfriends it's got to be somebody with like a poverty fetish. <laughs> Um, so you just laid it out there
1: early and often. Yeah, and then, now, you know, I you
0: started getting I, involved in comedy in in college and I
1: Well not well, like in, what early on like high school were you uh like performing in high yourself? school?
0: You know, I was um uh was you know, my friends and I we were we were funny and we we liked we were we were interested in comedy and we We weren't, I don't think we were necessarily, we weren't like outcasts or losers. It was a small high school. It was surrounded by cornfields. There was a bring your tractor to school day. Nice. A Real, real, real rural school. Um, And, you know, we enjoyed performing. We liked comedy. We liked doing this. But there were no real outlets for it aside from like doing plays. And that never was, that didn't feel like that was correct. Yes. Um, So you just sort of find ways to, to be funny with your friends. In college, Started finding out about improv. We we got a few people together. We were just obsessed with UCB, but we had no connection to it because we were in a flyover state. So
1: you were in Ohio, but became fascinated.
0: Yeah, going to school uh, at Bowling Green just because it was nearby. Didn't even had no conception of really moving to LA. Was just kind of the evolution of the idea of like, oh, people do this for a living, and there's a certain path to it. Oh, I had no idea because it seems so abstract. To even to one even say I'm gonna I'm moving away from this town where everybody's gone, just generations of generations had gone to the same school, had the same teachers. Um, and, you know, and then I I figured out like all right, I'm gonna move to LA, I'm gonna give this a shot because I it seems like it's a, a good fit. Got a degree in education. Where'd you? Uh, you went to, uh, I did I went to uh? Did that Bowling Green. Went to Bowling Green.
1: Nice. So uh, now high school, you were just. Uh... You you felt inclined to comedy? Yeah, I'm, um yeah, I think that's
0: uh we do like they have like talent shows and it, that'd be an opportunity to perform doing like the morning announcements, you ever do anything like that? Yeah. You know where you have just like these outlets to perform and you're like, oh, "I kind of like this. I wonder if I can if there's an avenue to do more of this." That was kind of like the beginning of it. Now,
1: what's it like going back to Ohio? Now you're out in LA. You're doing the comedy thing, you go back, you hang out in Ohio. I feel like I've heard you you tell a couple of stories about going yeah. back to some bars in ohio yeah. what's it what's
0: it like uh i the uh I haven't been able to go back that much i but the last time I went back home was uh was last thanksgiving and i went uh i went to the the one little bar in my really small town and uh everybody in that bar. We'd all gone to the same high school, different years, sometimes many different years separating when we actually went to the school. But, uh, but, every, but everybody very local, you know, a, you know, just a little hayseed bar. And uh, I was going and I was meeting up with people I hadn't seen in several years, people I went to high school with. And we were catching up and it was, and it was great too because, you know, the drinks are so cheap. And yeah. so everybody – No, you go
1: back and you, you have $15 you can drink all night. Exactly.
0: And, you know, I haven't done anything – right? But just the mere fact of moving away is huge. Yes. And like when I, when I first moved out here, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any jobs. So I was just doing background work I was an extra, you know, I was just doing extra. And that still is the most impressive thing. Yeah. Like you could be talking about like, oh, well, you know, this stand up thing is really exciting. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're in the background on the new 90210 for a second.
1: Yeah. That's so Raven.
0: But it was, <laughs> exactly. But it was, so it was just that, um, the whole time, these guys, these, like, really tough guys were, like, eyeing me all night. I didn't realize it. I wasn't acting like a huge big shot or anything. I was just like, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. Let's drink more. Oh, everything's so fun. Ah, it's so great. And my, the these guys are just kind of, like, in hindsight, I can see it. They're, like, just, like, bulls, just, like, hitting the dirt with their hooves and just kind of staring at me. And at one point, just so really drunk, just taking shots all night. And this guy who was like just a tough guy, just bully guy. Uh came up and wh- he thought he thought I was saying something that I wasn't saying. Just say that as a but what the end result was that he uh was that uh he, Wait, he took what my glasses. He, uh, what did he think you were saying? Okay. So he for thought For point of reference. It was uh, it was around last Thanksgiving and the Joe Paterno thing had just happened. Yes. And so one of the guys that was at my table kept making really hacky Joe Paterno uh, jokes and, yeah. and, and, and uh, molestation jokes. And at one point I was saying to another friend, uh, she was talking about like, her young niece or her nephew or something like that. Like, oh, well, you should come out to L.A. We'll just, we'll just uh, we'll cruise around for babes. We'll, just be, we'll be cool. We'll, we'll be like a sidekick kind of thing. And then he made some Paterno thing insinuating <clears throat> uh, pedophilia. Yes. And anyway, so anyway, but I wasn't. Saying, so I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I wanna, I wanna have sex with kids. That's what I was saying." And then this guy comes over, is like, "Hey, you wanna have sex with kids?" <laughs> and then he picked me up by my shirt. He broke my glasses. I was like, "What's going on?" Here? <laughs> that's we got right chased out of, a movie. out of the bar. We got chased out of the bar. I didn't even get to close my tab. Uh, they, my, fr- I would have probably got my ass thoroughly kicked if my friends weren't yanking me off like by my collar throwing me into the back they're like punching the windows they were so mad they were so mad i would never seen anybody (laughs) that mad at me i just looked around and everybody was so mad they wouldn't if they would have just listened for a minute i would have been like honestly it may have not been a great bit but you know i'm taking it one sentence at a time i'm moving forward with it i don't know i hit a joke sometimes it works i hit a joke sometimes it doesn't work it doesn't yeah let me let me explain my my context Let let me get a little more in there but I think that was that was part of. It. I think he was just sort of eyeing me all night because because uh, uh, you know I was buying drinks, I was flirting with girls, like a I was hot doing. Shot. I was I was I was maybe a little hot shotting. but well, you know I'm not really a hot shot. I'm no hot shot. Yeah, uh, but what but yeah. you're not going
1: to buy some Yingling pitchers if it's like seven bucks? Yeah, okay. exactly.
0: And and they, these guys are all it's these guys are always at this bar all the time. I'm yeah. coming
1: in. Oh, encroaching on their turf. So yeah. this isn't a bar you hung out before you went. No, i never been that part.
0: But that, that guy's starting fights there all the time. Anyway, you know, I don't, uh, that, that story I feel like is just depressing. I, I feel like I barely <laughs> have any perspective on it, to be honest with you. And I want to think, I'm like, well, that story should be something because there's a big action in it, in that I get thrown against a wall and chased out. But, but really, it's uh, just the, randomly
1: guys just want fuck It's just random acts of
0: violence. <laughs> and, and, I, and I tell people that there's no try, meaning to the story. They, they, I, that's exactly it. I try to tell that's people. That's frustrating
1: as a storyteller
0: precisely i try to tell people about it and uh, and they're like well you know at least uh, at least your life is better than his and i'm like no it's not <laughs> no what do i have he pro- i don't know i don't know the- i don't think i'm making any more money i'm certainly not living in any better i mean i'm i I'm mean i'm in a big city that's fun I'm doing something i love but he gets that satisfaction he of- broke your glasses. <laughs> he broke my glasses what do- what do i get out of that
1: i can i want to burn his house down instead i get oh maybe my life is marginally better. He's more scared of you are than him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bullies are really sad on the inside. Yeah. T- try the, yeah, try, that, try that explaining forty yeah. psychology to bullies who are just <laughs> looking to beat the shit out of you. All right, Grant, well on a happy note, what's going on in the career? Where can we uh where can we see you performing? Um Ham Clown is uh is it's a very fun, a- fun Ham show. Ham
0: Clown's fun. You've been on Ham Clown it's yes. real
1: fun. Um
0: Working out stuff. Yeah, Ham Clown. Uh, you should follow us on Twitter at Ham Clown. It's a show I run with uh, Josh Androsky, another comic. He's been on the show. Yep. Um,
1: it's Podcast fun, you know, a
0: stand up, sketch, hybrid. We like to, we've been doing a lot of singing. <clears throat> been doing a lot of singing of uh, Electric Light Orchestra. ELO, real, baby. A, yeah, love Yellow. Just been, you know, it's a goofball show. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Grant Pa.
1: Um, you know, I'm performing around. Everything's fun. It's All right. Great. Well, thanks oh, for coming on, Grant. Nice I figured man. like thanks we uh, covered a lot. It was a good time. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week on shontygreen.com. The Green
0: Room with Sean Green. Keep up the great work. See you later. Download archived episodes at 247comedy.com and follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show.
1: You should have seen she was really naive. Shit, she was still only 19. And he was many years Older. But he seen her walk by in them tight jeans, and he looked at her like that's my queen. Cause he thought that he could mold her, but it's over yeah. No, Larry was a 39-year-old.